Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boy. So cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. Music. Were you drunk? I just had a couple cocktails and a, and a couple beers too downstairs. I've had a couple cocks. Well, I gotta say, uh, just as a heads up, my audio is a little weird uh, tonight because I'm actually traveling. I'm uh, doing this from a hotel room uh, in, in Dallas, Texas. Spread so, eagle, by the way. What? You're spread eagle, by the way. Just to let the viewers know. I'm spread eagle. You know what I'm talking about? I see that dick. I see that ball sack. It's in my face. <laughs> Thrusting. Oh yes. Mm. Shove that dick in there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm in uh, Dallas, Texas recording this, so I apologize now to uh, our uh, audience listeners to, for any issues with my audio. Sorry. Sorry. Not sounds, sorry. Sounds like you're 10 feet up at ass. Felk's ass. Greetings, Cool Boys Nation, and welcome to the Cool Boys Podcast. Tonight we have a special update from the last episode in which we discussed hot hot asses there was recently a horrific incident in which a fantastic ass belonging to molly cavalli was bitten by a great white shark also known also known as a lemon shark <laughs> also even though the event was uh, it was a, a staged event sort of where they were uh, having her dive with sharks in a shitty shark cage um, this was picked up. I saw it on TMZ. It was picked up on Variety, a bunch of different sites. There was uh, every single comment section on uh, has uh, a couple people say this looks fake. I think it's fake. Now, you watched you watched the video, right? Yeah. No, no, no. There's nothing fake about how superficial she is from a tiny bite on her ankle and how she's freaking the fuck out. Any hot chick like that would immediately freak out from any any damage done to their body at all yeah. because that's their livelihood i think it's 100 percent legit and holy shit i felt bad for her but it wasn't that bad of a cut fortunately she got an okay bite yeah well she had allegedly she had stitches done so unless that's also part of the fake story the fact that she got rushed to the hospital when they got back to the the shore i believe it because she was bleeding pretty badly yeah so unless that was also faked and uh she's actually a really good actress which i don't believe uh, for a second, because she's a porn star named Molly Cavalli. Um, I think it was real. And uh, people do get like little bites in shark cages all the time. I think it's like it's not that uncommon. And yeah, that so a, as a as a porn actress, she does indeed have a great ass. Unfortunately, she's only done uh, girl girl scenes. She has not put that ass to its full potential. But I like the and you just get to, to be see clear it. too. I want to be clear real quick for the audience who doesn't actually know what we're we're talking about. She was not bit on the ass. She was bit on her foot. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. So her ass is still beautiful and intact. Yeah, the ass thing only really comes to the fact that we were discussing uh, girls with great asses last episode, and she has a really nice one. She does. You know what? You turned me on to her because I had no idea who she was until that. And once I saw that video, I thought to myself before she got attacked by the shark, I was like, holy shit, she's fucking like gorgeous and has a great body. I don't know how much of her body's really great, but that swimsuit yeah. was yeah. amazing. Well, that's the thing is you see the great ass before you see the great white shark. That's a lemon shark biter ass, which is her foot. 
very confusing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you, know, you see her, her ass in the video, and it looks just top-notch, top-notch. And unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, uh, she's deformed now because she has a, a, a mild <laughs> scar on her foot. She's so fucking deformed now. Who who would want her? Yeah, nobody. Well, that I think that's pretty crazy. I wish this happened a week earlier so we could have had it in our in our uh, episode about uh, hotties with bodies and sweet asses. So, no, let's get into updates. Um, yeah, have you done anything recently? Uh, no, we watched Guardians a couple days ago, and since then I've just been living life, man. Nothing really to update you on. Uh, Ballard, what did you watch this weekend or week? Well, I think one of the things that has been pretty consistent with this podcast and uh, myself on the updates is that I it, it's not necessarily been my intention at all, but I've been kind of discussing mostly what my kids have been watching. And I think that's oh. something I'm probably going to continue doing. Um, I, and when there's something that's actually pertinent or something that I really like that I've watched that's more adult, I will discuss that. But I kind of like the idea of going back and kind of looking at things that, that kids watch today and what I used to watch as a kid and showing my kids and kind of giving the reactions. Well, so one of the things that I watched um, since we last recorded was this movie that was nominated for uh, Best uh, Animated Film uh, this last um, uh, uh, Academy Awards, the 89th Academy Awards, and it's called The Red Turtle. So I put on The Red Turtle <laughs> for my kids, and it starts off, and it's a guy in the middle of the ocean shipwrecked but you don't see the ship you don't know how he's shipwrecked you just see a guy out in the middle of the ocean struggling in a storm he eventually makes his way to the shore and he has to of an island a deserted island very small island very similar to castaway the the story is about this guy on the island what happens is he takes a bunch of bamboo and builds a raft he gets out into the you know deep out into the water into the ocean and all of a sudden something hits the raft and hits it again and then breaks the raft. And when he looks underwater because he falls into the water, he can't find anything in the water. So he swims back to shore, builds another raft, goes back out. Again, something hits the raft underneath, and the raft is destroyed. He goes underwater, and he cannot see what's attacking him. And he's freaking out because he thinks it's some kind of, like, sea monster, you know, or like a shark. Um, And he ends up getting a red giant sea turtle behind him. He sees it, he and he's and he like kind of you know swims back to shore. Oh wow! And he hates this, and so he hates this red turtle, um, this red sea turtle. And previous nights he had uh, a bunch of hatchling baby sea turtles uh, that just freshly hatched from their eggs uh, run out to the uh, sea. Um, they do it at nighttime so they're not attacked by the birds, and that was great for my kids because they didn't have to see baby sea turtles being eaten by birds. Anyways, so the guy eventually after the third attempt goes back to the shore and he's really pissed off and he goes up to this like mountainside just like in castaway and he's like looking down at everything and then he sees all of a sudden the red sea turtle come onto shore and he runs back in into the bamboo forest comes out with a giant stick of bamboo and at this point my kids are both sitting next to me watching the movie i'm thinking to myself oh this isn't gonna turn out well and he just takes that bamboo <laughs> and breaks it on the red turtle's head and i'm just like I was like, whoa, oh, that was really mean. And my kids are just like, what the fuck's going on here, dad? And then he flips the red turtle over onto its back and then jumps on its softer shell for a bit. He then leaves it baking in the sun on its back and it dies. And at that point, I stopped the movie for my kids. I'm just like, we're done. We're done watching this movie. I can't watch this movie with you guys anymore. It's broken. The movie's broken. Sorry, the movie's broken. That's what I always tell the kids when I, when I stop them in the middle of a movie. I say, the movie's broken. 
um, when I don't want them to watch anything else. What was the concern? Um, anyways, what was the concern? Why, why, why did you think the the, the turtle dying uh, was too? No, no, I'll get there. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Oh, just because they like sea turtles, and and then seeing a guy just like beat the hell out of a sea turtle mm. was like kind of intense for them because for them, sea turtles are Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. You know, they're like these cool, funny characters that are like surfers. They're, they're potheads. They're pothead turtles. Right. So afterwards, later that night, I ended up watching it on my own. Yeah. So I could kind of figure out where the movie goes and if it's worth the kids like to follow through with it. Because a lot of times I don't like to stop movies for the kids because what happens is if you if a really terrible scene shows up in the movie, sometimes if you stop the movie, then for the kid, that scene yeah. is how the movie is. And that's how the movie E.T.'s dead. And you're like, oh, I can't show the kids this. Stop the right. movie. And as far as they know, E.T. just dies at the end of E.T. Right. So you have to show them the full movie a lot of times. So that's my thing. I tell the kids that. I'm like, wait, let's wait till the end of the movie. Let's see how it turns out. Well, this movie was one of those movies I hadn't seen yet, The Red Turtle. And I just was like, I have to stop it. So anyways, when I started it again, I watched it. And that's the stuff where, you know, the hand and he touches her fin or touches the fin, turns into a woman. And then he puts a canopy over her. Anyways, she eventually comes out. She doesn't talk. And they, like, fall in love, and then he fucks her, and they have a kid. Fast forward, this old man growing old and with this woman who is this red turtle and dying. And then when he dies, she touches his hand, and then she transforms back into a red turtle, and she returns to the ocean. And what's great is that I was watching that. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Did he just fuck a fucking sea turtle? <laughs> Like, is that what this movie's about? Is Fuck's he fucking turtle. a sea turtle? Like, this woman was a sea turtle the whole fucking time? This is a terrible movie. How was this nominated for fucking best animated film? Then he takes his cock out, and he fucks the turtle. So, yeah, so that that was the uh, wonderful French-Japanese story of the red turtle. Have you watched anything this week? Uh, just to clarify, no one French had anything to do with that movie. It was <clears throat> a... French director. No, he was... Uh... Dutch British, Dutch British. Oh, you're right. He's Dutch. No one French. He was born you, in the <clears throat> Netherlands. You racist. Uh, Japanese Dutch British turtle fucking movie. Um, it is. It's a turtle fucking movie. Yeah. It's a movie that's that's pro sea turtle fucking. Yeah. All right, Falk, what did, So yeah, what did you watch this week? Uh, finished watching uh season two of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, which uh. Just came to Netflix not too long ago, and it's out of whack with the other ones. There's we're still missing the second season of Supergirl, uh, fifth of Arrow, and third of Flash, which will run concurrent through the second season of Legends of Tomorrow. So I got the crossover events like missing piece <laughs> of the puzzle. So it's super confusing. So like I Netflix bet. needs to get the on fucking board and figure out how to like for for shows that are that are multiple crossing over figure out a way for me Netflix so that I can watch those and have it make sense rather than watching one season and then watching another season of a different show and having like the different pieces not fucking fitting together it's one show spoils the ending of another show like I get Oh, you know what? They should do it like um like how South Park and shows used to do it when they had VHSs and DVDs. They should release like an episode that's or its own like Netflix, you know, almost show that's like the special. It's all four episodes together, and you watch them, you know, episode one through four. No, no, no. I mean Netflix. Not that would be the CW doing that, really. I mean Netflix needs to create playlists. And that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a like a four show playlist that's yeah. just that crossover event, and then then the like last year, a three show playlist that was between Flash and 
you know, and uh, Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. Well, that would have been a they, show. Playlist. They could do a playlist that is just the crossover events, but I prefer a playlist, a playlist for the entirety of this, the shows, the entire every season. Like so it gives you all of the first two seasons of Arrow. And then when when uh, Flash comes on, I think that was season three. It starts it, like it gives you an episode of Flash, then an episode of Arrow, then an episode of Flash. And then by the time they're all like Supergirl's in there, they give that in there as well. And, and, and in the, basically every episode of a connected universe, in the order they aired so it makes freaking sense yeah that would be great you know i actually do that uh on my own um, yeah, it takes research uh, it does but i do that on my own i actually create um playlists in my itunes uh for my movies and so i actually have like a bunch of movie playlists where or tv show playlists where i have things per like specifically lined up where it's in chronological order of how not how it aired or how it was released but in chronological order of how the film's or the TV shows uh, function, and um, I love watching it that way. I, and I totally agree with you. Netflix should create something like that. I really wish. Why don't they have playlists for episodes? Why? Why is that? Well, a why feature? can't you build a playlist? Why can't you build your own Netflix playlist? Like customize it. It seems like such a no brainer, and especially I get that they they fight with their own connected universe. It's like just watch the first season of Daredevil, then I guess the second season of Daredevil. Then Jessica Jones, then Luke Cage, then Iron Fist. It's like they, they're like, kind of, we just want you to watch our full seasons in order. And then you watch Defenders. Uh, but like for, for shows that air like TV, like they could make a playlist like that for uh, what other connected universes are on Netflix. All of Buffy and all of Angel are on Netflix. So like work that out because that was the same thing where like an episode of Buffy would happen. And Justice then an episode League. of uh, it's no, that's all the, the Bruce Timm's Justice League. I mean, you could put in Batman Beyond, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and Teen. T- um, and um, well, it doesn't go. Justice. It doesn't go from one episode to another because each each show only was airing as there was only one show airing at a time in the Bruce Timmverse, except for that fucking Static Shock that nobody watched. Fuck no, Static but there Shock. Was, there was the episode of um, Batman Beyond that ties in with the episodes of Justice League Unlimited. I thought you hadn't watched you- Batman Beyond. I haven't, but you told me this. Yeah, but, uh, but that's the, but that I, would still. I, I finally got to that Justice League Unlimited episode where Batman Beyond shows up. Actually, and it was oh, kind of interesting. Yeah, it made me want to rewatch it. That episode is not good. I don't like that episode. But it made me want to watch Batman Beyond. Mm. Yeah, I do not like what it did to. Well, I guess Terry. spoilers. Yeah, like fuck that. That never had been implied that Terry had anything to do with with Bruce Wayne outside of uh, the first time they met. I, I really did not like retconning that. That was fucking really weird. I don't know oh, why they did yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, yeah, so that version of Bruce Wayne then ended up meeting Terry McGinnis before. The, He's a half clone of him, basically. Yeah, I really did not like but, that. But but even Batman even comments on that. He's like, this Batman, you know, or the, the older Bruce right here, he doesn't even remember this time we met. So obviously all of this is happening in some form of a controlled uh, uh, time paradox. Yeah, that was one of my least favorite things about that they ever did in the Bruce Tim version. Uh, this, the, as far as I'm concerned, the last episode of Batman Beyond wraps up the story perfectly. Oh, good. Okay, great. I can't wait because because that's one of the biggest issues with Justice League how it ended. It just ends with Hot Girl bouncing, and then that's also how um, Batman ends. Batman just ends. Batman the animated series just literally ends. It's just a serial it, episode. They and probably that's thought it. they were gonna have another season and got canceled. Yeah, I think they got okay. canceled, but I think they—I think it was not only just canceled. I think they just realized they're moving Batman into Justice League and, mo- and end it. Well, speaking of Batman and other weird-ass Japanese things, let's <laughs> let, let's move on to our cool boys show topic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. We gotta keep him gagged. Cool boy nation, pop your cocks and drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our cool boy show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. No sweat. So cool. So the night show topic is the weird ass Japanese game franchises that we respectively love, why we love them and what we love about them. And And what we hate about the others. Yes. And what we hate about the opposings and the uh, the game franchises that each of us have selected for me. I have picked the eponymous Souls series, also known as the From Software series that includes the Souls games, but also Bloodborne. Nolan, you've picked... Metal Gear Solid Saga. Which is, is it a Saga? I think it's a Saga. Saga. Uh, Isn't it Saga? saga. Wikipedia just saga. Call, Wikipedia just calls the series Metal Gear, and there's a distinction between Metal Gear and Metal Gear Solid that we'll go yes, into. I, I'm not gonna talk about the Metal Gear Metal Gear. Well, uh, funny enough, Metal Gear is something I actually played back in the day. Yeah, well, then, then Ballard can take those. Uh, no, Ballard. it's a fucking, it's a top-down tank game, right? It's like, it's nothing. It's, it's, for the most part. And Ballard, what weird Japanese game franchise have you selected to talk about? Nothing. No, just say it. <laughs> so there isn't, there isn't really a uh, Japanese weird game I like. Uh, I only like um, Uncharted, GTA... Last of Us isn't a franchise yet, but I love Last of Us. Can't wait for that sequel that will come out. And um, and Jaws Unleashed. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Explain to the listeners what Jaws Unleashed is. Oh, please do. Jaws Unleashed is taking a page out of Grand Theft Auto in which you can be the shark, Jaws. Yep. Jaws himself. Now, here's where the, sh- the, the, the video game is incredible you start off jaws in an aquarium and you have to get out of this aquarium like water park yeah it's SeaWorld. and the and the sea world practically yeah but it's sea world and everything but name well isn't and, it is it the is it this specifically the sea park from jaws 3 you know i don't know think it is but i wouldn't be surprised if i was wrong that'd be a little uh, too advanced for jaws unleashed developers to have done that much research well, technically, Jaws Unleashed is supposed to be, I think, like the fifth Jaws story after Jaws the Revenge or Jaws Revenge, Jaws 4 Revenge. And what's it, what system was this on? Uh, I think this was on PS2, right? And Microsoft Windows, Xbox, and PS2. The oh, PS2. wow. Yeah. And so Jaws Unleashed. Um, I know because shark. I have the game for PC, just in case. So I Wait, you have Jaws Unleashed for PC? Yep. You've been. Wow. Holding this information from us forever, withholding. Way too long. I've never fired it up. Phil, have but, I ever been to your apartment while you've had Jaws Unleashed? No. Okay, good. Well, then we're all good. So, anyways, <laughs> so um, you, the very first thing you have to do to get out of the uh, the sea park or the water park, the aquarium. Well, wait, I've been to your apartment when you had Jaws Unleashed because you had it on PS2 on disc still. That's right. I probably had it on when you showed up. You still own it. I'm, I'm assuming it's right behind no, you. No, I got rid of all my <laughs> PS2 stuff, unfortunately. He brought it Sadly. to the hotel just in case you want to play <laughs> Jaws Unleashed. There, it's there in Dallas. I always plug in the PS2 when I'm on the road. Get some yeah. Unleashed in. Um, but yeah, so the very first thing you have to do, get, just, I guess get back to the very beginning of this statement. The very first, one of the first things you have to do is fight a boss, and the boss is the killer whale, an yep. orca. And then once you do that, you have free reign to circling the island that uh uh amity island and you can just 
eat whatever you want that's in the water. You can eat the seals, you can eat the fish, you can eat dolphins, you can eat the people, you can attack the boats. I, I never got past uh, the second boss. I never fought the second boss. I just got caught up swimming around the island, eating people on the beaches and then eating people off of boats. Yeah, and that's then, classic Ballard. And then in the background where you hit your, you know, the uh, the the wall, the invisible wall in the game in the ocean, all you can see out in the distance of the deep blue sea are like these giant whales, but you can't ever get to them. And all I ever wanted to do was get to the whales and fucking eat them. And <laughs> I was so upset and I kept like wishing there was like a game genie hack where I get or game shark hack. Oh, oh, oh that yeah. would actually get me to the fucking whales. And it never happened. So I gave up on the game eventually. How many rim jobs would you give it out of five? Oh, dude, at least 10 out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Rimmies. So what fascinates me is the GTA series is, is famous for all the mechanics, and all the things you can do. But when people think about what they do in GTA, it's mostly yeah, stealing cars. You can get into any car, drive your car around. You can listen to the radio in the car. You buy guns. You shoot the guns. It's mostly driving and shooting guns. Two things that sharks are known for doing all the time. <laughs> so why wouldn't you adapt that to a shark game? I mean, it, it just fits so perfectly. Watching... I watch Let's Plays of it, and um, the key thing that it, I love is that he, it has mission like objectives. Like, how would the shark be getting those mission objectives? Jaws needs some missions, man. Yeah, you got to eat five seals, to, you know, to upgrade or whatever. <laughs> yes, to upgrade. What do you upgrade? You can upgrade, do you upgrade your, shark. your fins. You, oh, really? Speed, yeah. Uh, yeah, bite, strength, that kind of thing. Damage, vitality. Nice. So, Nolan, let's move on to the actually Japanese and actually weird. Well, not that Jaws isn't weird, but actually weird games uh, that we're talking about. Because uh, I have only played one Metal Gear uh, Solid game, and that's Metal Gear Solid Five. Yes, which, I in my opinion, is one of the worst. And we'll get into that, definitely. But um, what is the first? So, like, if you look at the, the actual Metal Gear list on, on, on Wikipedia, it's... Uh, there's like 20 games. So when you think of Metal Gear, what games are you actually thinking of? Well, let's I'm not going to count Metal Gear or Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake on the Nintendo or Famicom, whatever. Uh, we'll start at Metal Gear Solid. Imagine a time when your games consisted of Crash Bandicoot, uh, Spyro the Dragon. Oh, Spyro. And, and imagine this game comes out that has a complete 15 hour narrative Crazy backstories, crazy cinematics, crazy, uh, crazy everything, crazy gameplay, your stealth gameplay. When did the fuck did that exist like at that time? Um, it didn't, especially with a cardboard box. It didn't. But what mainly changed the landscape of game, I think it changed the landscape of games is that it had just such an, <laughs> it had such an intense story that no game at that time had anything even close to it. So the first Metal Gear Solid had cutscenes, even on the PS One. Oh, many, many cutscenes, which I know you're you're a fan of. The, uh, for the listeners out there, Philk used to fast forward through cutscenes in games because story did not matter. It well, was. I'd, I'd press X to skip. Uh, that yes. always upset me, by the way, because somebody spent hours, Felk, hours working on that shit, days. Okay, weeks. yeah, that started really for me skipping cutscenes with uh, GTA Four because there was just so many of, hey, Nico, let's do this, Nico, Nico, fucking <laughs> Nico talking was too much. There, every mission had to have a, a five minute cutscene. I'm like, just tell me where to drive and do the thing. And yeah. it wasn't until they picked up on that and got rid of that eventually for five. I hadn't really 
known anyone until I think you who who played a Metal Gear. And of course, so when we were working together uh, in, in chit-chatting, this was shortly after the introduction of the PS3 to the world. And I think you bought the PS3 to play Metal Gear Solid 4. Yes, at this time, I think the Xbox 360 was out for a while. I already was knee-deep in it, and Metal Gear Solid 4 was coming out, and I had to buy the system just to play it. Yeah. Um, and you like that yeah. one. I guess we're skipping over oh, 2 yeah. and 3, but... Uh, no, we don't... No, no, no. We can go back. I don't want to spend too much time on everything. I just... Uh, what makes them great is not only do they have a great story and great gameplay, uh, but they're known for their epic boss battles, their crazy characters. Uh, it's it's just the whole package. What are you doing over there? Oh, never mind. Yeah. Edit. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was what turned uh, me off from playing because I had a PS3 right before you, and I bought it because I wasn't buying a 360. Um, I was a hardcore Apple guy at the time, uh, so I was like, I'm not buying a Microsoft product. I'm buying a PlayStation. What am I going to buy a Zune? Um, yes, exactly. So, so I, I waited for the PS3 until it like pr- price dropped to, to 400, and the first game that I played on the PS3, the arguably the greatest game on the ps3 of all time resistance the fall of man oh yeah uh, you love your resistance i do i think it's a really good franchise um but when you know metal nathan Gear Solid, hale when metal Gear solid 4 came out and and you you loved it obviously um the first thing i, I looked up is that it had like two hour cut scenes scenes plural yes yeah, like, so four no. four is very overindulgent it's a there's a ton of fan service it's kind of like if it's kind of like the prequels for George Lucas. He like tries to hit every single character and give them some sort of like backstory. He tries to bring everyone that's been in the previous three games back. Um, but if you're a diehard fan, you love it. And it's not as gay as Attack of the Clones or Phantom Menace. What's happening over there? You do um, you do fight something named like Crying Wolf or something. I was like, all the names in this like Liquid Ocelot, Naked Snake, I'm like... Why are all the names of this yeah, so gay no, and the, ridiculous? Look at, if I told you the the villain of four, you'd shit your pants. So it's it's a big boss, right? I, I thought. No, the villain of four is a character from Metal Gear Solid One who you chopped off his hand. Well, <laughs> he replaces his hand with the main villain of Metal Gear Solid One, who happens to be your clone brother. And now that clone brother hand has taken over that guy's body, <laughs> and, and he is now the main boss, and he wants to kill you again and take over the world. What's but, the name? Uh, in so it's Liquid Snake and Revolver Ocelot combined to be Revolver. Wait, Liquid Ocelot? I don't even remember. It's it's very confusing. Um, well, but, um, in, in preparation for this, I, I did ask some. The only other person I know who is a huge Metal Gear Solid fan, a coworker, uh, what his favorite uh, Metal Gear game was because I was mentioning that I would be discussing it soon on the podcast, and he said Metal Gear Solid. Uh, wait. Portable Ops? The, the one on the PSP. I'm guessing you never played the PSP version. No, I, I actually played... It's, is it Peace Walker? Peace Walker, Peace Walker, yeah. So I, I think Peace Walker is a piece of shit. How'd you play it? Because it came out in the Metal Gear Solid HD collection, which was hmm. the PS1, 2, and 3 games on the PS4. Okay. So I played it. It definitely plays like a handheld piece of shit game. Uh, they got rid of like the cinematics and just kind of did a comic book style art uh, page flipping. With uh, voice acting. Yeah, okay. And, so that's not really... And, you you and like the cinematics, huh? That's when they changed the whole structure of the game. It no longer was a narrative, a linear narrative. They turned it into what 
what you played five where you got to pick your missions and go out and do stuff and they were very short that introduced the uh pontooning was that what it was called oh yeah that's that was my favorite thing about five yeah no that that was fun um and so portable uh fultoning 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 peace walker is some people think it's like the best one it's it's a total change of direction for me i don't like it that's one of the reasons i don't really like five um he just mm-hmm. got rid of the story and the push to keep going forward and finish this snake guy's journey you know what i didn't realize while looking at the metal gear chronology uh i i, I played a little bit of metal gear as a, as a kid and then as a teenager i played a little bit of metal gear solid my little brother played metal gear solid a lot so i watched him play metal gear solid a lot so I, that's the only metal gear solid i've ever seen like from start to finish is metal gear solid the first one but just looking at the chronology right now i didn't realize that they they started it in 1964. I don't mean when the game was developed. I mean the the the, the plot. Timeline, yeah, yeah, the timeline. It was 1964 for Snake Eater. That's Metal Yeah, it's it's the prequel. It's your dad. <laughs> Clone dad? You mean? Clone dad. Okay. Peace Walker's 1974. Ground Zeroes is 1975. I didn't realize so much Metal Gear Solid took place in the 70s. And then the Phantom yeah. Pain is 1984. Metal Gear 1995. And then Metal Gear yeah. Solid 2 with Solid Snake is 1999. The Metal Gear Solid, the one I watched my little brother play, was 2005. So Metal yeah, Gear Solid that, 2 takes place well before Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, and, it, and then it, Sons of Liberty is 2007, 2009, and then Jesus Guns of the Patriots is 2014, and then Revengeance is 2018. Jesus so that's just Christ. crazy. Well, I mean, that's that does, that's not even beginning. Like, I, just just a, a law, a real line from the, the Wikipedia plot description. A third snake brother known as Solidus Snake is introduced as the United States president at the end of Metal Gear Solid and serves as the main antagonist of Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. Uh, another line at the end of the game, Ocelot seemingly becomes possessed by Liquid Snake as the nanomachines from Liquid Snake's arm which Ocelot took to replace his own arm after Gray Fox slices it off in Metal Gear Solid, worked their way into <laughs> Ocelot's thought process. What the yeah. fuck? They are created by a mad, a mad genius who has no editor. What he needed was an editor. Um, he's a fucking brilliant man, but as he's gotten older, like George Lucas, every game has progressively kind of gotten worse for me. Um, that's not entirely true because I thought 4 was amazing. Five was just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Literally, because Felk played this. During five, he didn't know how to finish the game. So you replay like 15 levels in a row on a harder difficulty. I think Not he didn't even, finish the game, that he the, was just the, cut off, yeah, basically. The story, the story doesn't even have anything to do with this, but you just have to start replaying missions. It doesn't make any sense. The yeah, game kind of... The, the guy, way the, the game, game ended for me was... Coming up next on Metal Gear, and it's had like a bunch of disparate like cutscenes, and then I was like forced to replay missions, and, and uh, yeah, I, I was playing up. it. I was playing at the same time as you were, and I think I texted you, and you were like, "Yeah, it looks like Quiet's going to get into some trouble." And I'm like, "I never saw that cutscene because I had to replay all these missions that were the same ones that I already played, but they're now they're harder because like you can't bring any guns or you can't, yeah, uh, you, you can't get caught." So, <laughs> the, the gameplay in Five is phenomenal. It's probably the best in the series. Oh. Um, all the all the stuff you can do is amazing because you know some of the games were top down. Even the one on PlayStation One was a top down game. Um, so being over the shoulder, um, classic GTA style is suited the game well. But as far as the characters, Quiet was the only thing reminiscent of an old Metal Gear game. Kind of this mysterious character you wanted to know more about, you wanted to help, you wanted to play with. But everything else, man, the villain was fucking terrible. Uh, the way the story like progressed was terrible. I. I 
I was I checked out. I thought it was like a really bad game. Very the, huge disappointment for me. The villain. Wait, Noli, I'm confused, Noli. So wait, you said this? You're talking about Quiet? Which one's that? I don't see oh, that in the. Oh, it's it's a character from Metal Gear Solid yeah, Five. It's quiet. a female. Oh, she's the one. She's a scantily clad woman that we sometimes send pictures of. Oh, that's who that chick is. Yeah, she's a sniper. She's hot. Yeah, she only she only speaks in moans and singing. So I looked up this creator because you said he was a genius, and his name is Hideo Kojima. And oh, yes. I've researched this man now. Well, it looks like he only works on Metal Gear Solid. He hasn't done anything anything at all. Well, he's got a he's new gonna, game called Death Stranding. Yeah, with uh, Mads Milkinson and uh, the guy from Walking Dead. Norman Reedus. Yeah. And Guillermo, and he's buddies with Guillermo del Toro, who's helping him on this game, and is also an actor in the game. So something happened with Five. He got he got like fired during the middle of it yep. uh, for some reason. So that's why the game kind of doesn't end because yep. he didn't finish it. And so the game just came out. Konami was like, just release the fucking game. And so the game came out, and that's why we got like an unfinished game. And I, I just, it's just, it doesn't do it for me. Man. Gameplay wise, it's like one of the best gameplay wise games you can play. Story wise, it's fucking up there with Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> it's like, and that's no, Peace there's Walker. No, there's no story. No, that's that's, no, that's Five. Yeah, five is Peace Walker. That's five. The five no. is Phantom Phantom Pain. Yeah, Phantom Pain. Well, it's Ground Zeroes and the Phantom Pain because five is released in two parts, basically. Yeah, Ground Zeroes is the prequel, Jesus which is Christ. phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, yeah, it was pretty franchise good. Franchise is insane. It's pretty good. Well, can <laughs> you just clarify? If, right? if yeah. I had to recommend one for anyone, if you play Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater, it's a Cold War espionage game. Very straightforward, very simple. He doesn't rely on all. The, he doesn't have to tie all the loose ends up of his previous games. It's just a straight prequel. Very simple story. You're a spy. Go kill someone. Get the fuck out. Which is the one that had him like super old and it was like the whole like trailer for it was like that in was the four. desert. That was four. That was four? Okay. Yeah. Four, is, four is the best, one of the best final <laughs> battles ever, ever okay. in a video game. Do you honestly think that David Hayer's, Hayer's uh, performance as Snake is good? No, it's very campy. Okay. And here's another here's another reason Man, I was machines. disappointed with uh, Five was they hired Kiefer Sutherland mm-hmm. to do it. And he did a fine job. And I was like, why would you change the voice? Because it's the same character. So I was convinced that it was going to be a Solid Snake versus Big Boss game, which is son versus father. And that's why they're going to have two voices so it didn't confuse you. And uh, Hater never yeah, shows that w- up. Yeah, that wouldn't be confusing at all. <laughs> yeah. Hater never shows up. Kiefer Sutherland's hired for whatever fucking reason. I don't know. I mean, he, he did an adequate job, but it's, it's just weird. That was Konami saying, because, I mean, they fired Hater, and then, like, during the development of the game, they fired Kojima. What happens to a toad when it gets struck by lightning? He wrote that line. I know. No, we didn't. He's yes, he the did. writer of X-Men. He did. He did. He's, a, he's <laughs> he explained that he's, fucking line. He wrote that line and he's explained that line. He explained that there was a uh, toad was like constantly taunting people. Like, you know what happens to a toad when something happens? It bounces back because it's fine because toads are awesome. There was like a running theme of toad taunting people with like, you know what happens to a toad. So then when, when Storm says that line, it makes sense. But they cut, had to cut out all those all those other like scenes or maybe they never shot them. For some reason, they just left in the one that doesn't make any sense, which is story. They had to because it, yeah. it was his death line, right? Yeah. It, was the, it was the line that she says when she kills him. So, anyway, I don't, I don't want to talk too much more about Metal Gear Solid. I will just say, I guess, in I my opinion, two, two more questions. Oh, yeah, you, oh, okay, go ahead and ask your questions, and let's get on okay, with it. Okay, so um, at one point, a game was coming out called Metal Gear Revengeance, and I asked, like, "Oh, are you excited about that? Because I know you love the games." And you said, "No." Raiden's a fag. <laughs> why is why is Ra- who is Raiden and why is he a fag? 
So in Metal Gear Solid 2, you're playing as Snake. In the first hour, you're on a ship in New York to stop a Metal Gear. And the boat blows up, sinks, whatever. The game starts back up again. And now you're this mysterious character named Raiden. So that was like the big twist. Mm. Is you thought you were buying this Solid Snake Metal Gear Solid 2 game. But no, you're fucking this gay guy Raiden with blonde, long hair, very skinny, very nasally voice, very flamboyant, very feminine looking. Bait and switch. Bait and switched me, fucking stuck a dick up my ass. Mm. And so Revengeance is like a game, a side game, where he, it's like a hack and slash style game. I'd never yeah. played it. I went, I never will. I don't, I don't really care. Raiden's got guy. great tits and an amazing ass. He's a man. He, <laughs> he shouldn't, he shouldn't have tits. <laughs> I think I'm looking at some fan art then. <laughs> We're going to talk about some tits soon because there's tits, tits are a prominent feature in the games. Yes. Lots of tits. Okay. Next question. Uh, okay, so so tits in in Metal Gear Solid. That's my next question. Now uh, it wasn't originally, but obviously, so quiet is obviously. I, I'm going to say the hottest girl that I've seen because the re- you, the further back you go, the more they're just polygons. Quiet is based on an actress named Stephanie Juice, I believe. And if you actually Google the actual girl, it's based on her face looks exactly like Quiet, but her tits are like B cups, and Quiet's tits are like D cups. So <laughs> Kojima. Obviously, really like this girl, uh, and maybe it's her real like humming that's the voice. But uh, he just said, you know, when we digitally make her, let's just give her more tits. What yeah. other like scantily Go clad on. hot chicks oh. are there in Metal Gear Solid? Going back every game, there's scantily hot chicks in the, um, Eva, the uh, your sidekick in Metal Gear Solid Three. She's the one with uh, the jumpsuit that's always unzipped. Yeah, her tits are always out. She rides a motorcycle. She's very sexy. Dude, if you Google quiet, you would see photos that you like, oh, that can't. There's no way. She's a she's a professional sniper. There's no yeah. way she dresses like that in the game. That's clearly fan art. Nope. That's how she dresses in the game. She needs to be wearing a ghillie suit because, I mean, she's quite exposed. I mean, you would see her a mile away with that pale porcelain skin. There is an in-game re- reason why she's dressed like that. Because it's super hot and distracts the bad guys? No, because she's half plant. She breathes through her skin, so she has to be dressed like a slut in order to breathe. Am I, Makes am sense. I wrong? Am I wrong? You're, you're, you're somewhere similar. Yeah, you're 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 pretty close. That but, makes no fucking sense at well, all. Nano machines. Here's, here's what doesn't make any sense: is so the bosses in Metal Gear Solid Four are in these big uh, robotic beast type uh, transformer type deals, and when you when you blow them up, the women come out of the well i guess exosuit but they're like well, are but they, they're, are animal, those called they're up, animals what is metal what is a metal gear a metal oh. gear is a robot that contains a nuclear missile launcher on its back mm. it has machine guns and all sorts of crazy shit so when you defeat these bosses in four the female inside is exposed and they are in uh really tight bodysuits their boobs jingle and they try to attack you by hugging mm. you <laughs> So they're Japan. just appro- they're slowly approaching you while you have to either shoot them or trank them before they get close enough because if they get close enough they will hug you to death. Wow. Okay. Well, I actually really enjoyed as a, as a, a newbie uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that the cutscenes were relatively short. What I loved yeah. about it was that, uh, what I loved about it was that like it would go like really serious like uh, cutscenes and storylines about like having experienced war, having shell shock, having like your arm lost and like with the horrors of war. And, and then the next scene would you be fighting um, a, a 
psychokinetic uh, pyromancer who throws like a whale that's on made of fire at you. And then the next scene would be like the plight of the plight of child soldiers in Africa and like a realistic depiction of like trying to liberate a bunch of child soldiers in Africa. Yeah. And, th and then the next scene, um, a half naked sniper would take a shower with you because you came back from too many missions without taking a shower and you triggered a cut scene where she showers with you because you smell bad. <laughs> All real things yeah. in the game. Yeah. You know, Gods of War does not sound as perverted after oh. hearing shit like this. No, Gods of God War of is a lot more totally consistent. God of War. God of War is great because the very first I thing you do God is you fuck two girls, right? Oh, yeah. God of War is amazing. Yeah, That's like your very first a, mission. There's a fuck, fuck cutscene early on in all of the games except for three, which puts it like halfway through the game. Oh, I love those cutscenes. I would just make the whole house shake. Oh, Kratos. Oh. I, uh, I, Remy, I, Remy bottomed me out. I played the PSP games. <laughs> I played the PSP games after I uh, after I got my Vita, and the, the like the the sex mini game in the first PSP game is like just an orgy where girls are just pi piling on top of you. Yeah, and I was playing play I was playing that on my Vita at the DMV, and there was an elderly Chinese woman who kept looking at my Vita as I was playing, and I just like, yep, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Oh, my. So anyway, uh, I'll wrap up Metal Gear. I don't want to get too much more into it. There's much better sites or stories of people that really love it that you can go look at. I do really love it. But I would say, in my opinion, one and three are right there at the top. Three might be better, but one was the first one. So we'll put it there. Then I'll put four. Are you ranking? Then I'll, okay. Yeah, I'll put four. Four would be the best, except for one last 30 minute cutscene completely destroys the story. But that one was hot. Uh, then I'll do two which i think is fucking awful story-wise and that's the one with gaiden I, I don't <laughs> i don't like that one and then i'll put five just because it just starts off so strong and the gameplay is good but then just so disappointing but i mean yes there's nano machines there's hands there's telepathic people communicating god there's damn it ballard looking his armpit right now why so let's go let's go on to another japanese game that i have questions about oh please Dark do I, I would love it if you interviewed me i, I was kind of ner nervous about where i'd go because that was you you had a lot of focused opinions on metal gear uh no i i my my question with dark souls is so you started backwards you went bloodborne then yeah. the rest of them right well that's not a that abnormal because bloodborne was absolutely designed to bring in an audience that had avoided uh dark souls games or souls games uh because of their notorious difficulty and because they hyped it up it, it was uh, i i the first uh, souls game i played was actually demon souls because it was free for playstation plus and i gave it a try and it's been about 30 minutes into it before like, fuck, I have no idea what to do. And I, I this this game is clearly going to kill me constantly. <clears throat> Why would I play this? And I never thought about it again because uh, Bloodborne was marketed as it's faster. It's a little more fluid, a little uh, easier to understand and more kinetic. Uh, I, I, I gave it a shot. And at the time, I was pretty much buying every PS4 game I can get my hands on. Played it for two hours got my ass kicked and said no thank you and, and never played it it was like i'm never gonna play it again and then I, that bothered me I think, I think that's when i talked to you and i was just like okay i'm not gonna buy it and then no. like two months later you were like knee deep in shit in bloodborne so i looked it up i looked up online like what what am i doing wrong because i was out of blood vials and i was like how am i ever supposed to, to do anything it's like just do the circuit once stock up on your blood vials uh which is your health and and uh, make it to the first boss and then you can start grinding and upgrade your guy. And I was like, 
you ha- I had to play the, fir- the Bloodborne the first time, kind of checking a guide periodically to have any idea of what to do. Because the whole thing about Souls games is they they don't tell you shit. Wait, Falk, I need some clarification because I actually don't know uh, anything about the uh, Dark Souls games, well, um, the Soul series, and uh, Bloodborne. That is a Soul game, a Souls game, or is that not a Souls game? Very, In very spirit. good. Question. So, oh really? So I'll, I'll take you through it real fast. Is, um, is there a main protagonist? No, you, your protagonist is you. You you name your character, you pick male or female, and you pick your your like starting class, which you can modify through your skill set. But there is what? no. You're not like okay. you, you don't play Joe Bloodborne. Or, or or Kevin <laughs> or Kevin Soul, love those names. Those are great names. Uh, no. I like those names. Those should be like action hero names. Kevin Souls. Whatever you, you can pose. also like the, the customization features. Like you can totally customize your face down to like an absurd level. Like you can uh, eyebrow thickness and width and every everything is customizable. And then you appear as that in your cutscenes. But no, how many games are there? So um, it, it really starts in earnest with Demon Souls. Um, the, the just like uh, Metal Gear, the Soul series also has an insane Japanese man who's in charge of them, uh, named and I, Bowen, you're better with uh, Japanese names. Hidetaka <laughs> Miyazaki is how I'm gonna pronounce it. And uh, he, he came to the series from software had already made the Kingsfield games, which I played on uh, Kingsfield 2, which was released as Kingsfield. Uh, uh, on the PlayStation, and that game was like, what the fuck? This game doesn't tell you anything. It's super hard. It has really nothing to do with the Soul series outside of its uh, difficulty and the fact that it's set in like medieval times. Uh, Demons. So the Soul series is Demon Souls PS3 game, uh, which was an exclusive. Dark Souls, which was different than Demon Souls, only because. It was on Xbox and PS3 and PC, so it had to be legally distinct, but it's basically a sequel. Then Dark Souls 2, which uh, Miyazaki wasn't a part of in any way and was made with other people. And most people, even though it's called Dark Souls 2, think it's not really a Dark Souls game. And I agree uh, because he was busy working on Bloodborne, which is the PS4 exclusive, and then went back to the Soul series for Dark Souls 3, which is the best Dark Souls, in my opinion. Did Dark Souls 3 come out after Bloodborne? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, so Dark Souls Dark Souls 2 has two versions. The original Dark Souls 2, which was released on PC, Xbox 360, and PS3. And then right after Bloodborne, like a fucking month after it, they released uh, the upgraded PS4 version, which has barely PS4 graphics. It looks like a PS3 game. But it's called Dark, Dark Souls, Souls 2, 2 Scholar, Scholar of the, of the First, First Sin. Sin. Which, so Dark Souls base That's a version. gay name. Dark Souls base version is considered the easiest Souls game. Dark Souls Scholar of the, Sin, the First Sin is considered by far the hardest Souls game. It's really, they reworked it and they put like end game villain, end game bosses like early on in the game, the the path that you're supposed to take, they block by a huge ass dragon for no fucking reason. They just made it made it hard. Yeah, the, I think that's my whole problem with why I don't play these games is I've heard how fucking hard they are, and they're just hard for no reason. It's like in GTA and the old ones, we used to die at the very end of a mission. It's like, oh fuck you, you have to go back to the point where you have to go buy your guns again, and you have to go to the drive to the place and select the mission, and then hey, then you have to go there and let's hope you fucking beat it this time, or you'll have to do it all fucking again. That's, that's kind of what I hear. The Dark Souls games are like that's true for Bloodborne yeah. only. So th- oh. that was the thing that you you complained about was. Um, the idea that you can use up all your health and be out of it. 
and and you have to like go back and, and restock up your like your your resources. Yeah, so that's I don't only have time to do that. That's only Bloodborne in the Souls games. You have uh, like a, a flask, which is your health, and that restocks every time you die. The reason why they did that for for what they did for Bloodborne, and it's a very controversial change going from health that completely restocks every time you die versus a consumable resource that you can stock up on, but you can also run out of in Bloodborne is because if you run out and can't do what you're supposed to do, that's the game basically like forcing you to grind. The problem is that dumb people will grind only for blood vials. They'll, they'll go and like kill people because every person you kill gives you a uh, currency, which is called souls or in bloodborne. It's called blood echoes, even though everyone calls them souls because it's the exact same thing. That's the key about bloodborne is that there's all kinds of mechanics that are the exact same as the soul series that are just renamed something else because because bloodborne is now a ps a playstation exclusive so a lot of its things are called different things because they're they're named differently but like idiots will, will only get uh, blood vials for grinding when you really should be just getting socking up on those and upgrading your character you don't lose everything in your character every time you die your your upgrades as long as you get back to a safe spot they're called like bonfires you could upgrade your bonfires or or lanterns in bloodborne you can upgrade your character and get stronger and stronger and as long as you're getting stronger as long as you're getting those those souls or blood echoes back to uh the safe spot the 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 nexus or the hunter's dream depending on game you you can upgrade your guy and the game the game's difficulty is determined by how much or how little you're willing to upgrade your character. Cause you can over upgrade your character and then the game's easy as fuck. This is so, shit. Yeah. So <laughs> this does. Is, this is a terrible sounding game, Felk, to me at least. Yeah. There, Where's the aircraft? Where's my guns? Where's my cars I can drive fast on LA roads? There are guns in Bloodborne. So does Joe Bloodborne or Kevin Souls, do, the, do they have a story? Because what I've heard, heard is like the game just throws you in. It's like, hey, let's go kill some shit. But like, do you know what you're doing? Like, it sounds like you don't know what you're doing. Okay, no. So the, there's three distinct stories. Demon Souls is is isolated. The then the the true Dark Souls games have the first and third one have a kind of a story, and the second one's its own story. And then Bloodborne has its own story. And but the story you, is, is, the, is no. the story even it, it's not in the game even Destiny caliber. Where there's like just a hint of an idea and like go off and grind. Not even I, I, I it's tough to explain it, but basically there's probably about 10 minutes of cutscene total per game. And most of those cutscenes are badass, like the the bosses uh introduced as like monsters. So they're they they require no outside information. Right. Monsters? Um, what do you mean monsters? Like just a generic monster? Do you oh, mean like look uh, up like Dark Souls monsters? Bo- monsters yeah. and just Google they're Dark Souls huge monsters. monsters. Yeah. Huge monsters. The the boss design is what and and just the creatures that the the general enemies you, you face are are what makes those games so fucking cool. See, I, I think that's what that's where the Japanese still excel is they realize like you know Nintendo games you had a boss battle and Metal Gear is famous for its boss battles and Bloodborne and Dark Souls games are famous for their boss battles. Look up Quelag uh, Ballard, Q U E E L A G. She's a uh, she's my favorite boss from uh, Dark Souls, and I would say my favorite boss from Bloodborne is either Abritus, Daughter of the Cosmos, <laughs> or. Uh, I actually really like the Dark Beast Pearl fight. That's a, a electric monster. Um, 
Now, the, the gameplay in these are just hack and slash, correct? So the gameplay, Bloodborne is different. In, in the Souls games, there's basically three things you can do at any time. You can attack, you can hold up your shield and block, or you can try to dodge. Bloodborne simplifies that as attack or dodge. You have a gun instead of a shield. So there's no shield. There's like that. That's the 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 technique of the Souls games is always kind of just put up your shield, strafe around the opponent, wait till they're vulnerable, and then attack them. Bloodborne, you can't put up a shield. Uh, there's only one shield in the game. It's it's put in as a joke. So it's it's all about um, strafing from a safer distance, getting in real fast, attacking, and then getting to safety. And and, and dodging becomes a much major uh, bigger component. You also mm, regain dodging. some health when you attack them. So I just looked up Quilog, and, you know, she's a pretty hot chick with a giant tumor coming out her pussy. <laughs> she's, a, she's yeah, Quilog. So Dark Souls 2, why Dark Souls 2 sucks is because there's all these inventive monsters and bosses in Dark Souls and um, just brilliant level design. Dark Souls 2 didn't have Miyazaki uh, guiding it. So all the bosses are either just fucking big knights, like big suits of armor, or there are like redos of Dark Souls bosses. Like there's a, there's a Quilag version in Dark Souls 2 that's just like a scorpion. Dark Souls 2 is also, because I played the much, much harder version, going to it from, from Bloodborne was like, how the fuck do they possibly expect me to beat this? And and I, because I didn't even know like when to use my shield, because that was an entirely new dynamic to me. But then after... Uh, after I played Bloodborne the first time, I played it again, then I played it uh, again and liked it so much that I platinumed it. Um, that was the first, I would say, genuinely difficult game I've ever platinumed. Um, still, and I'm currently replaying Bloodborne now to do the DLC, uh, which I never never got around to. And then after that, I think I'm going to throw myself back into Dark Souls 3, do a new game plus, and play its DLC. See, I just find that, it, that you're like punishing yourself, man. Like These games don't sound that fun to me, I, to me what I, when i watch a video it looks like it looks like a fucking grind game like there's no like it looks like an iphone game you just play it because you have free time like there's no there's no story progressing me further so i'm not going to be interested in that okay well yeah, there i mean there is a there is a story to each game i mean you can watch two three hour dissertations on youtube about the like intricate stories of of uh the souls games and bloodborne but Watching the game, or just playing the games, you'd have no idea. It's all, it's 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 vague cutscenes that give a little bit of information. It's item descriptions that tell the histories of characters that you get the items from. You have to piece it together. The puzzle, the story is a puzzle for each one of these games. And it sounds like Candy Crush. That's yeah. That's something people really get into. I don't give a shit about the stories in those games at all. I care about yeah. the level design. And the the bosses you're fighting and the fact that the gameplay is is this so is good. coming from the guy that used to skip cutscenes. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I'll go to movies for movies. I'll go to games for gameplay. And and yeah, the no, Souls gotcha. games have perfect. I gotcha. Perfect gameplay. And we, you and you love your monsters, so it does make sense that you would love these games. I do love monsters, and it, in a lot of ways, awesome. the closest game I can that, that I know you do like that I can compare it to is God of War because in God of War, God of War will give you Kratos up against some fucking huge ass monster. And, and, and like a at the, giant at the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the game. 
and, and you'll Kratos, have- his personality, he there's a storyline going on. Like, I want to win this fight for Kratos because he's such a fucking cool guy. <laughs> I love Kratos. Well, you, dude. Don't like, get, he was like, you don't get any of that from Souls. You, you're, you're playing as you. But whereas yeah. Kratos will take three or you can just mash and it, he'll just attack and spin his fucking little chains and fuck up that big monster that the, the, the game gives you. Souls will do the exact same thing, except it'll have the monster just kick your ass just to remind you that this game is, is hard and then it gives you subtly through through teaching you through killing you with smaller bosses uh, how to, to fight that first boss and then you progress. It teaches you by killing you. Uh, that's that's the, the main theme is that uh, the difficulty is only there if you're ignorant of why you die each time you die. As long as you're paying attention, it tells you what to do through its punishingness uh, and you get better. You get good, as people say. Praise the sun, yeah. bro. Uh, okay. So I have three three quick points. Okay, so the two quick points about why the the, the Souls game so matter to me is because we, while you can just button mash in most slash, hack and slash games and just you know slash slash slash, it, it doesn't matter whether or not you're doing anything timed correctly or, or right. Every time you make you 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 know hit the attack button, hit the block button, dodge. You have you know why you're doing it and it matters if it is engaging because it, it is giving you a narrow window to do each thing and you're having to learn as you play which one you should do and read you know whether or not you should do that based on the way each enemy and then each boss individually acts and reacts. And the other cool thing about the, the Souls games is the fact that from start to finish, um, the levels are an actual actual like laid out architecture meaning so halfway through the game you might find a secret passageway that leads you down a hallway that leads you down a cave to a major ladder and then it turns out you're right back at the very beginning everything is kind of an intricate like maze and puzzle puzzle and if you actually were to lay out that game in 3d space as an actual thing it all checks out it is just a crazy web that leads you from the very beginning to the very end all kinds i mean it's it's architecture basically it's it's the best level design of any game and you're constantly exploring and, and you know trying to see exactly how far you can go better than zelda scene. which is another crazy japanese franchise heavily inspired by uh but yes better i mean perfect that idea perfect because like bloodborne's like it's all dungeons right you like just go to a dungeon and yeah there's 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 side dungeons but no it's city it's city streets and the the bloodborne is mostly victorian because bloodborne starts where you're just fighting like villagers and then then beasts and then it by the end you're fighting fucking cthulhu monsters and fucking aliens and stuff and there is a story that makes sense but yeah the, the the final bosses you're just straight up like fucking hp lovecraft things wait um, seriously wait you seriously fight cthulhu you fight a creature that's a breedist daughter of the cosmos is like very cthulhu-esque wow. and, and and the moon presence and uh amygdalia do you fuck anything in the soul games no oh. character's not there to fuck wasted opportunity japanese game designer there's some tits but there's hot chicks but like like her 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 top half's hot, and then her bottom bottom half's like a slug or a, a scorpion. Okay. So the way I would rate them is Bloodborne, uh, as the, as the best it is my favorite, followed by Dark Souls three, which is the most Dark Souls gameplay wise like Bloodborne, then uh, the original Dark Souls, then Demon Souls, and then Dark Souls two. Could you say the subtitle for the Dark Souls? Well, for the so. PS4 upgrade version, the the much, much harder version, it's Dark Souls 2 Scholar, Scholar of the First, the first Sin. Sin. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Which, if you can avoid playing that version, do, because it's it's too difficult to be fun. 
Scholar of, of the, the first, first sin. sin. <laughs> scholar of the first sin. That's the main boss of the of the the DLC content is the scholar of the first uh, sin. I never got. I never played that part. I'm erect. Well, speaking of video games, let's move on to some of the finest polygon-filled rendered hotties with bodies. All systems ready. Three, two, one. I found out walking with this girl. Talking bodies. Yeah. Talking bodies. <laughs> Oh, yeah. As always, Talking Bodies has us discuss the top three hotties with bodies from a genre or subcategory. Tonight's is the hottest video game, Vixens. Mm, Vixens. Vixens. Well, I think um, I would go right off the bat with Chloe from Uncharted 2. That's your three? What? That's your number three, or we're just throwing out names. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, yeah, I'm just throwing out names right now. We can kind of figure out the top three okay. later. But I think, I think Chloe was pretty fucking hot. She came in with that super dark hair. Was it blue eyes? I, yep. I, I, that, oh, yep. incredible! And an amazing ass. And she has that accent that just makes any man drip so fucking wet all over the place. <laughs> it was great. I loved uh, it. And I kept. And then what was the other girl's Ellie? Not Ellie. That's uh. That's last. No, Elena. Elena. And then there's Elena, and uh, and she's hot too. I mean, Elena. Eh. Elena gets better and better every fucking. She did. She's got game. a lot of facelifts. A lot of facelifts. A lot. Of, you know what? I'm okay with Elena working on her body that way. But yeah. you know what? Chloe looked practically the same between two and three. Yeah, Chloe is everything you said has been on point. She is right there for me. You forgot that she's dangerous. So dangerous. Danger. Danger. She's dangerous. Okay. Another one I'm going to throw in, not a top one or two, but somewhere in there, is Miranda Lawson from Mass Gay Effect. Oh. Because not only is she a shitty character, but <laughs> she, she is the face and voice of Yvonne Strasberg, or whatever her name is. Stradivovsky. <laughs> yeah, from Dexter and Chuck. And she is hot. She is hot, but you know what? She's a better blonde than she is a black hair vixen. But you fuck her. You fuck her, Mass Effect? Oh, yeah. Her boobs are out. Well, you have the option to. What? Yeah. You can also not fuck her. I ba- I think I banged her in Mass Effect 1 and 2. I don't remember because those games suck. Okay, I don't know if I'm looking at, like, fan art or not, but I'm seeing, like, a bunch of, like, hardcore sex shots with her. Like just getting fucked doggy style, multiple. This has got to be like it's, some it's like from the game. Shit. It's it's real shit from the game. No way. <laughs> Probably. There's, like there's just there's just a, a hot chick from from Metal Gear called the Boss. Oh yeah, that's the main villain from three. So separate than Big Boss, and she's hot. She's got her tits out, but she's got like a fucking scar going down them. When you defeat her, you become the Big Boss. <laughs> she's she's the boss. When you defeat her, you're gotcha. the Big Boss. She's hot, but yeah, that scar is just, you know, that scar is kind of hot, actually. I'm, I'm going to say the hottest girl from Metal Gear is un- undoubtedly quiet. Yeah, I got to say quiet was pretty hot. Sure. An honorable mention would be Eva from Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, I'm going to toss out Jill Valentine. Nah, okay, nah, I'm not really into any of the Resident Evil chicks. Okay. To be ethnic, I'll toss out Alex Vance 
from Half-Life 2. She black? She is black. Yeah, you know, I like her actually. I like her more than uh She was she was spunky. She was like a punky Brewster. She was like a good she could hold her own. That's why she's eh, I'm not she's, the, she, she's an honorable mention. I okay. won't say she's on my list. I'm just throwing out my honorable mention right now. And Triss Marigold from Witcher 3, because it's the only Witcher I played, but God, she had a rack and a voice. Was that Trish Marigold you said? Yes. Yeah, Witcher 3 could honestly like take the top ten or our top three or four. There's a lot of naked women in that game. Yeah, and you don't see you you don't see Siri naked because the relationship with you have with her is not that kind of relationship. But Siri's fucking hot. The actress, yeah, she's, yeah. Probably, the, she's probably the hottest. Uh, uh, Siri Trish, and Witcher, you said? Yeah, Witcher. Yeah, Witcher three. Yeah, Yennefer from Vinterberg is also incredibly hot. Uh, even though narratively the game makes it clear that like that's that's a spell. She's kind of like the witch from Game of Thrones, where like she's not. She's really not hot because uh, like all that's the thing about uh, the Witcher lore is that there's all these like hot ass bitches that are uh, uh, not actually attractive. It's just that they're like hundred year old, like they're witches. They're actually witches. So they, they cast like, enchantment spells to make them look like Victoria's Secret models. Hey, I don't give a fuck, man. I would bang the shit out of a hot witch if she was ugly as fuck. But Ballard, you fuck her on a stuffed unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I really didn't like her. I didn't like the scar on her face. I'd rather have the scars running down the tits. Oh, that's Siri. Siri. That's Siri. Look up, you look up Yennefer. <laughs> You'd rather have scars on the tits. Yennefer of Vinneberg. Yennefer with a Y. In Witcher, th- in Witcher 3, you said, right? Yeah. Did you not see Triss? Not yet. Triss is, Triss is, Triss is a spunky red. Uh, red oh, yes. Yes, I did. I didn't like her very much. What? Yeah, Yennefer I like. I like Yennefer. You know what? Okay, here's the problem with me. I'm looking into like, you show me a black-haired beauty, with a raven-haired beauty with blue eyes or purple eyes. I'm like gold, you know? I'm like in that. I want to put out there every woman working at the Vanilla Unicorn. Is that, What's that? That's the Spearmint Rhino in uh, in GTA. Yeah, no. Yeah, they, they were all amazing. They're very well, very well rendered. Uh, Cheetah yeah. doesn't like to go home and have sex, guys. <laughs> I haven't actually said any. I'm going to throw out some old school ones. I'm a uh, uh, Sonya Blade. Mm-hmm. She's good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's so many games from like those Japanese games that we've touched upon tonight and games I've never played. There's so many big titted women like the DOA series is like every chick has huge tits and they play volleyball. I don't even understand that series. I don't understand how that movie or that game became a movie. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like, that really. doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, um, I gotta say, Sonya Blade was hot, but you know, she never, she was no Cammy from Street Fighter. Ah, that's my number. That's my next one. I, Cammy was. I next. was gonna mention her too. It was Cammy the outfit, next. the fully, the legs exposed, the the ponytail. Well, what it did you for know. what it did she for had cosplay. Camo, she had camo pantyhoses. Remember that? That was like pantyhose. It was like taupe pantyhose with like darker taupe. Camo yeah. on it. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a sucker for that like knee high 80s aerobic sock. Basically, yes, that is what she's wearing. Is is what yeah. the hottest chicks in the 80s. Basically, she wears what the chick from um, that Call on Me video wears as like her fighting costume. Love that. Yeah, love, I would say love aerobic asses. Cammy's in my top three. She's my number two. All right. Well, then, okay. We got a good number, I think, right now. So, yeah. why, yes, why don't we start like at least trying to f- figure out this list right now? I think we all know what number one is. It's not no. It's not Laura Croft for me. Actually, number one for me is going to mm. be Quiet. We've already touched on her. No, it's not okay. super exciting. But yeah, no, she's it, for, fine too. For me, it was Yennefer of Vinterberg. 
Cammy, quiet. Hmm. I see. I gotta go, Chloe, and then I'll go. I'll go, Cammy, and then I'll actually go, Yennefer. And I've I've, I've never played Witcher, but I Yennefer was very hot. You, you guys are both not acknowledging the Pamela Anderson of the bunch. Who's that he, one? He's talking about Lara. Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, man. No, uh, you can't. Lara Croft for me is like amazing, and she is the Pam Anderson of the bunch for sure. But I feel like I think you said it best, Noli, in the text when you said. That's way too obvious. It is way it is way too obvious. No, it's not way too obvious for me. It's the fact that she's Laura Croft used to be repre- represent like a you know almost cartoonish Jessica Rabbit like physique of tits and and ass and body, and that's why they got Angelina Jolie to play her. But Laura Croft is a name. Don't mean that no more. It means a chick with B cups at biggest, maybe even A cups, who's wearing I'm, jeans I'm, and, and, a, yep. and fully clothed and wearing like a jacket when she's cold rather than having her tits out and played by what's the chick from from Ex Machina? Um, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. Alicia Vikander. That, that's Laura Croft now. And sorry, you're hot. You're hot, Alicia Vikander, but you're not number one. Sorry, not sorry. Yes. Well, I'm getting rid of the B cups. I'm going back to the 90s style of just tits because that Laura Croft is amazing. She paved the way for all these chicks we're talking about. Well, the actual actress who who the the modern Laura Croft is based off of is the chick. She was in the latter seasons of Californication where she did show her tits. That's who she like her, her the voice and model is based off. And she is fucking hot. But really? the fact that Wait, yeah. she was the one that was fired, right? She was she was like the nanny for the bald guy. Yeah, but no, 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 not a mean in Californication. She was fired as Laura Croft. Yeah, she was fired as Laura Croft. Is that because of Californication? No, it was because of they they want to use Alicia Vikander as the voice in in the, in the third. Oh, one. so that she's gone. Yeah, and she's gone now. In Shadow of the Gay Raider, whatever it's called, it's going to be Alicia Vikander. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, tie it in with the movie. But yeah, they fired her. And they fired um they, had, they didn't uh, fire uh, she'd already done Californication before yeah, they Californication's hired her. is like ten years old. Yeah. There was another Lara Croft model, not not for the game, uh uh not not like doing voice for the game or body work for the game, um, for the uh digital artist, but she was the uh, like a model hired by the uh the video game company um to be their the official Lara Croft model to show up at like conventions and shit. And she was fired for something. I forget what, though. Mm. I can't remember. Are you talking, about, talking about the original and the true Lara Croft, Rona Mitra? Ooh, she's good. Yeah. Wait, what, was it Rona Mitra? Was she the first Lara Croft? The chick from Doomsday. The chick from Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. Yeah, so she got fired so she for got showing fired. her tits in Hollow Man, I think. That's uh, what it was. Yeah. yeah, I knew somebody got fired for nudity. Okay. I hate so, that. That's fucking bullshit. Why would you fire a chick for hot tits? They didn't really fire the voice of Laura Croft. They just they just kind of replaced her. Um, but Rona Mitchell got fired for showing her tits in Hollow Man. That's a shame. Yeah. Well, so let's what's our top three? It's it's definitely Cammy's in there. It's definitely Chloe. I don't I don't agree. Chloe should be on the list at all. But, but really, you don't Rona. think Chloe should be on the list? You don't think Chloe's uh, not? What, so Chloe shows her ass in one brief cut scene in Uncharted Two, and then in Uncharted Three. Which is the Uncharted that was directed by a woman? We don't really ever see her ass or really get a good look at her tits. She's kind of just there. I need a little bit more fan service, as it's called, to really judge whether or not that character's hot. Chloe's a woman. She's very pretty, but we're talking about hotties with bodies, and I got to see that body to know if it's a hottie. Well, Chloe wears like a pretty tight red shirt and pretty tight cargos. It's Chloe's on there. You She's definitely tits? in the top. Do you three. see her bare ass? I have imagination. Imagination. Okay. 
That's the way I used to jerk off to Sears catalogs. Imagination. I don't think I ever jerked off to a Sears catalog. Yeah, I, I don't think hustler. I did too. But I definitely jerked off to like a swimsuit edition. Um, oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Swimsuit yeah. stuff was good. Yeah, Swimsuits. Yeah, of course. And Victoria's Victoria Secrets were my jam. Macy's catalog. Yeah, never that. Tobin anyway. Spirit Guide. So we have <laughs> what Ballard? You, you always wrap it up great, Ballard. Where did that come up. from? That's Ghostbusters. I know. You said Macy's catalog. Then you said Tobin Spirit Guide. Yeah, I just felt like saying something from Ghostbusters. Okay, jacked as it, as, as though you jacked off to it. I jacked off to Ghostbusters all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the official list? Dan Aykroyd. Okay, <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray, Harold Ramis. The list goes on. Um, there I think are so the many three, hot chicks from The Witcher Three. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I really like Yennefer, honestly, and oh, yeah. I, 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 I kind of want to put her in the top three. Um, and I'm just no, if you played the game, she's so boring, dude. It's like fucking a dead fish. Yeah, throw throw her out. She's boring. She's a spell. You can she's, put she's, you, you can put Marigold. Uh, you you can put Siri. This top three is pretty deep. So why don't we all say our top one, and then that will end up being our top three. My top th- three was uh, 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 Cammy. Jennifer of Vinterberg and Quiet. So Quiet's my my pick for one. Okay, so your number one's Quiet. Okay, Noli, what's your number one? Quiet is one. Okay, um, I think my number one is Laura Croft, obviously. Okay, well then, so if Felk's number one is Quiet, your number one is Laura Croft. I then have the option to pick between Cammy or Chloe. And even go though I Chloe, came up with Chloe, 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 Chloe. No, I gotta go Cammy. Yeah, Cammy go Cammy. Awesome. Oh God, absolutely. So I guess I guess the top three this this show will be in no particular order this time. Cammy, Chloe, and Yennefer. <laughs> okay, let's get into love that dong. Love that dong. Love that dong. As always, love that dong has us pick the number one, two, and three dongs from any genre or category. And tonight's is live action video game dongs. Actors who have played <laughs> video game characters in live action. And the three we are picking are The Rock from Doom, Michael yes. Fassbender from Assassin's Creed, and Jean Claude Van Damme from the best video game movie of all time, Street Fighter. Love and that dog. To me, it's I obvious. I gotta just say, this is this is very obvious. I think John Claude Van Damme has the biggest dog. I think it's Fassy. It's Fast Mike because no. he, dude, Fast. the guy was walking around shame with this huge fucking real dick. Let me tell you o- though, opening few I, minutes. I, I heard Doesn't all this matter. shit about his real dick. I see it on screen. It didn't impress me. Yeah. No, no, it looked like a normal sized dick. It, it, it was, well, on a good day with a, with a with a with the right like diet. In a nice hot shower, I could, I could, I could get the fast bender. Like it, it wasn't that amazing. Yeah, it's not that amazing. Do you think Jean Claude Van Damme and all those tight shorts doing splits has a bigger dick than Michael Fassbender? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think the tight this. shorts doing splits. Jean Claude Van Damme has a vagina, maybe a large clit. <laughs> no, The Rock has the smallest dick of all of them. Clearly, does because, it? Okay. Oh, steroids. steroids. Yeah, I feel bad, does. but I have that feeling too. I feel like that he's probably. Not that big. You don't walk into a gym with a big dick and go, I need to get biceps that are twice the size of my neck, you know? 
they kind of reference the fact that he might have a, a small dick in um, Central Intelligence. Mm. Uh, not not the actor, obviously, but the character he's playing. Because they when they show him with like a uh, as a young kid in high school, he's all fat and everything. He's all worried about his dick size, and they all laugh at his tiny dick or whatever. Well, his upcoming role in Jumanji isn't the, the, the character is entirely about him having a small dick, and that's why he. Oh, it is. Jumanji. I read about that too. I heard about that. <laughs> it sounds like Fassbender wins by default just because Von, Van Damme has a clit and The Rock did steroids. I think Van Damme's probably number one just because he's Jean Claude Van Damme. Hello, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Jean Claude. Have you seen Hard Target? You don't punch a snake if you've got a small dick. You don't. Yeah, you also don't kick gas cans into people and shoot it if you have a small dick. <laughs> they, they wanted uh, to hunt the most dangerous animal, and the da- most dangerous animal was man, but they made the mistake of, t- of hunting too dangerous of animal. They hunted Jean-Claude Van Damme, who, hunts, who so, fights with his dick. So Jean-Claude wins. Yeah. Then. Well, okay, so it goes Jean-Claude, The Rock, then Michael Fassbender. No, Fassy is two, the, then The Rock. The Rock's third. Steroids mean three. Steroids means you're, you're, the, you're the smallest. Did we establish on a previous episode that steroids don't shrink a dick, or they do? We were, It's unclear. The science is out. Okay, so we'll guess they, it does. Yes. It definitely, it definitely shrinks. I actually thought it didn't, that it shrunk, shrunk your balls, but you said it shrunk, shrinks your dick, too. Or maybe Ballard did. I don't remember. I am a doctor. I have no information on steroids and dick <laughs> shrinkage. I can tell you that right now. I don't know. I've never taken he steroids. Is, he he is a six five Samoan half black man. I would assume he'd have a big dick, but yeah, you know, I would think so too. Be honest. I mean, just I would think so that Samoans like his size. I don't know. He he sings in Mona. He he hits those high notes. Mona Moana. Moana, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fucking Disney movie Mona. <laughs> okay, so so what is it, Ballard? Well, I think uh, the uh, list then just simply goes, yeah, it goes uh, uh, Jean-Claude, Rock, Fastbender. Okay. Because I think if you have a giant clit, like, that's pretty that's pretty impressive feat right there. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the Would You Rather this week. And tonight's Would You Rather has you decide whether you would like to take a 100 Japanese men bukkake or a 10 tauntaun bukkake and that of course references the uh mythical horse ish creature from star wars the tauntaun and of course the japanese man not sure why we need to specify that the men are japanese as though that affects (laughs) the quality of the semen well it it relates to the show topic being japanese video games and it relates to the inventors of the bukkake Oh and yeah, the, okay. And where does tauntauns come into that? I just thought a tauntaun bukkake might be just gruesome. I honestly, I gotta say, like the answer for me is very obvious. I would go with the ten tauntaun bukkake because, oh, no. personally, I would love a <laughs> oh, on no. B, I love cold weather. No, you have no idea and where you C, are. Evo- I get a fantasy creature, ten of them, all coming <laughs> on my face. First off. This is nothing about location, so location is not a factor. So as far as you Tauntons should be concerned, are are live on Hoth. They don't live. Uh, giraffes live in Africa, but I, I can see one at the LA Zoo because you can take them from one place to another. You can put a tauntaun on a boat and ship it somewhere. So no, as far as you're concerned, these are both just happening in a nondescript warehouse where they either bring in a hundred men or ten tauntauns. Location, you you don't go to them. It's a dark basement in Burbank. Yeah. So then tell me this: then is it at least air conditioned? Well, that doesn't affect. Does that affect which one you pick? Yeah, it will absolutely will affect which one I pick. 
Uh, it's air conditioned, but the air conditioning is turned on to like 80. So it, it's already a pretty hot day. Ten tauntauns. Ten tauntauns. You realize a, a horse can fill up like a five gallon bucket. That's so. So, ta- yes. No, for tauntauns me, tauntauns are like a little bit more mythical. They could probably fill up a 20 gallon bucket. Are there 20 gallon buckets? So for me, it's obviously 100 Japanese men because, yeah, exactly. Tauntaun is an unknown factor. You want to eliminate as many variables as possible. And you can you, you know that t- 100 Japanese men, how long they're going to take. And which is pretty quick. They're an efficient people. And and that I assume that their their semen loads would also be efficient. Uh, whereas Tauntauns, God knows that could be days. You don't know how long that would take. And you don't know how much is going to it's going to get to you. I know that Japanese men's come. It's only going to Japanese men's come is only going to rest on my skin and maybe soften it a little bit, but it's not going to do anything. What if Tauntaun semen, the, the sperm like can dig into you? What do you, you can feel the moving on you? You don't know when can, we are dealing with a fictional animal. So hey, it's, it's 100 more, more fun, more fun than I think. Yeah. I agree with Silk. I think I'm taking 100 loads from Japanese guys. I know where it's coming from. I know what it tastes like. I know the smell of it. I want it. I don't know. Tauntaun's too crazy for me. Don't, well, yeah, you I don't think know what that's actually like. wrong. Because what I would prefer is that I would take if you had AC, like if you if you put me in a warehouse with AC and I had like about, you know, like a 60 to 70 degree temperature going on in there, I can handle 100 men coming on me, I guess, because, you know, I can relax a little it's bit. It's the same I'm, temperature I'm, with the Tauntauns. No, but you said an 80 degree, an 80 degree uh, 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 central heating. Uh, yeah, it's climate controlled and, to 80 degrees either way, no matter which one you picked. Well, then I'm definitely going 10 Tauntauns because I'm assuming like a horse or a giraffe or any other wild creature on this planet Earth, they come really fast. So I'm assuming they're going to get like, you know, three jerks going and then they're just blowing their 20 gallon tank loads all over me. And then I get to, you know, be done faster and go wash off. Plus, if it is 20 gallons of semen, that's got to be a cooling effect right there. All that liquid, like a shower. You know, uh, even though it's probably well, coming out at 98.6 degrees. Exactly. Or we don't know much about Tauntauns. That's the thing. That's why I don't like it, because it's an unknown quantity. There's too many variables we don't know the answer to. But we do know, we do know that Tauntauns run hot as a species, because that is a, that is a plot point. Yeah, because Han does shove, you know, Luke's dick into the And he, si- he survives all night. He survives, like, for, like, six hours. By the way, just to get on that for a second, where does Han stay? He stayed at the night? Holiday Inn next door. No, because in that shot later, it looks like Han built a tent for him. So did Han set up a shelter and he just shoved Luke in temporarily, or did he shove in Luke all night long in that tauntaun? I I I always assumed that that Han had a tent for the night, but he was only putting the uh, Luke in the tauntaun because the tauntaun was hot and Luke was almost dead from hypothermia. Okay, that's kind of like how I always thought of it too. It was just to bring him up to temperature until he could get like a, a camp set up with like a heat element. Okay, but it seems like for the most part, for fans, they tend to think that luke was in that tauntaun all night long yeah i guess and that so i always i always thought that that tent that you see the next morning is where they spent the night together probably snuggled up a little bit in one sleepy bag god it's, it's no oh and tauntaun smell bad on the outside but they really smell bad on the inside so how bad do you think their cum smells japanese men's cum probably don't smell any more than 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 my cum I think uh, Japanese men come probably smells uh, like lavender. And I think Tauntaun come probably smells like 
fresh roses. <laughs> oh, Nolan, you call me gay every episode, including this one, and yet every single question is about swallowing or at least enjoying cum. I disagree. I know. I think he even vetoed one of mine, which was, would you rather eat a hot dog coming out of a pussy or eat or, or suck a dick in a hot dog bun? And he was like, that's too gay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Need more dong. All right. Well, let's take us out of the show at this point, I guess. Well, cool boy nation, that brings us to a close for tonight. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast. Email us at The Cool Boys Podcast. And be sure to subscribe and like us on YouTube. You can find us at The Cool Boys Podcast on YouTube. And also be sure to review us. Oh, and be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. For, and for additional content, be sure to subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy nation. Bye, Z's. That's bye, for me. And this is bye, for Nolan. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Without any This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... We were streaming to YouTube. Yay! Well, someone was... I got to see an amazing episode of, of Cool Boys, I guess. Yeah, I'll double and check that and make sure that was never... And did video go live, too, or just audio? Video oh, live, too. Video live, video too. Video live, oh, too, yeah. yeah. So my, so me bouncing my ass into the camera. <laughs> I just got this email. We are streaming live. <laughs> Look at there were pictures of us sitting there in our pajamas. Awesome. I deleted that that so <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. I I'm gonna believe. save this email, that's for sure. Get some cool boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious.